You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie Cutler-Welsh here on Reality Check Radio. I'm so excited to introduce my next guest. I'm going to be talking to Dove Phillips from Inspiring Wellness, and we're going to dive into the topic of resolving anxiety. Welcome, Dove. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to be here. So good to have you here. We're actually sitting in person, everyone. You know I normally Zoom with my amazing guests, but today we are IRL in real life. And this is a great topic because honestly, you know, the thing I get asked about most um, with my the wellness side of my business, Up Your Brave Wellness, is like, what do you have for anxiety? So I'm so excited that we're going to be talking about anxiety. Um, so before we do that, Dove, I would love it if you could give us a little bit of a bio. Give us a bit of background information about you and how you got into this. Yeah, I came into this in a really bizarre way. Um, I originally studied as a chiropractor and a long time learning chiropractic, I came across this amazing technique, body-mind technique, nervous system called network spinal analysis. And it was really all about helping your system just release that bound stress and tension that just accumulates over life. And I started working with people with, you know, traditional stuff, back pain, headaches, migraines, and people, you know, had amazing results. One day I remember so clearly, uh, this lady, she comes in and she says, my back pain's gone away, which is amazing. I mean, but the coolest thing is my anxiety has gone. And I'm like, okay. She goes, no, 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 this is amazing. I've tried everything. I've tried this and I tried that. And she went through everything and she really had tried a lot of people say I've tried everything and they list off like one or two things that they didn't really try. But she had tried everything and put so much effort. She was a coach and really dedicated person. And she was like, this is this life changing. And then I went, well, it makes sense because we are actually working with the nervous system, which is what anxiety actually is. A lot of the approaches kind of deal with the mind or talking, which is wonderful, but they're not actually addressing that body element. And I started getting referrals and from clients more just to do with the rather than just the physical aspect of pains, which is the chiropractic background, was more to do with the mindset, to anxiety, depression. And then time went on. I went, there's just not a good solution for anxiety. People try all the stuff they go online and read this garbage about what to do, how to breathe, or they do silly stress management techniques, which are nice, but it's missing the point. And so we were just getting consistently great results. And so that's my bizarre way into this. And just for the last several years, I've just been like specializing more and more, wrote a book on anxiety, did an online course to help people with the mindset side of it. And we've really just progressed and just kind of really focused in just to kind of fulfill that hole in the market because people are suffering and they don't need to. The worst thing is, is people just told such rubbish like they need to learn to live with it mm. um which is just stupid there's so many myths about anxiety so yeah that's my background it's interesting because i think some of the stuff people get told is more survival techniques you know like okay br- there's some breathing stuff you can do there's some techniques that are good and helpful in mm. the moment for sure but they don't get to the root of the problem yeah which is why we called this episode you know this interview resolving anxiety yeah, well, a great point about that, because if you're trying to manage your anxiety and you're listening it as your goal, you're mm-hmm. focusing on it. Mm-hmm. And if you're focusing on it, you're bringing it, whatever you're focusing on, bringing back into your awareness. So if everyone listening to this, if I said, I don't want you to focus on the chair that you're sitting on, or don't focus on your feet, 
Well, the mind goes straight to what you're focusing on. And the problem with anxiety, if you're focusing on it, you don't want it in there. I don't want it in there. I hate this. This is bad. This is terrible. It's got to go. And you're putting all your energy and focus there. You're just reinforcing it. And there's a great quote from Einstein, which I'm paraphrasing. Uh, you can't solve a problem from the same consciousness that created it. And so much of the problem with anxiety is I'm creating this by focusing on this and trying to get rid of it. It's almost the assumption that this thing is bad or wrong. And sometimes the anxiety is just in your life to help wake you up, to kind of shift you in a new direction, to uncover things. And if we're just trying to push it away or manage it or block it, it's not going anywhere. It's becoming stronger. Like the more force you put it against it, the more it's coming back. And so for so many people, that just causes so much pain. The amount of people have come to me and they've said, I've tried these breathing exercises. And if they work, they work short term. It's just saying, if they don't, they get more worried. Am I doing this breathing right? Now I'm so worried about my breathing all the time. <laughs> just get consumed. And so the amount of people also have said, you know, I was fine in life for, several, for many, many years. And then all of a sudden I had anxiety come into my life. Since it started, it's been in my life. And I said, well, if you've had a period of time in life where you haven't had it, it's possible to not have to live with it again. Uh, I can think of so many stories of a, a sad story once where there's a client, she came to me. She was um, lived in, in Hamilton. And uh, she just all of a sudden had a panic attack. And she like, had no idea what was going on. She thought she had a heart attack. She freaked out. She said she you know, rushed off to the, to the hospital when she was there. They kind of did all these tests and everything. And she said, you're fine. It's just anxiety, which is a weird thing to say to someone's just anxiety. But um, the, the specialist said, you've got anxiety and you're going to have it the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And there it is. Yep. <laughs> you got it. And she took that on board mm -hmm. and slapped the name tag on. Got it. hundred percent. Until she randomly bumped into me at a trade show like 25 years later. Oh, we worked with her. She had this bizarre experience because we gave her a bit of a session. Um because the work that I do, the body aspect that comes out of chiropractic called network spinal analysis releases the bound tension in the system, pulls the body out of the ah, fight or flight, the freak out into ah, ease, peace. And so for a moment, she just kind of went into that. She's like, well, something's different. Just wasn't in that stress response. So she drove all the way from Hamilton in Auckland to see me. And uh, within a short period of time, she's no longer has panic attacks. Her whole life completely changed. It was such garbage, she got told. But if a surgeon... A specialist or an expert mm -hmm. tells you something, you've got to believe it. So what is it? It's almost like a catch-22 in a way, because sometimes for people, it's important for them to acknowledge their emotions. Yes. But when they own it, you know, they grab onto it and they like, I have anxiety. You know, I had a friend mm -hmm. message me the other day and she's like, these are the words. So I'm, I'm a big believer in the power of languaging. You know, she right. says, you know, I, I'm having a bit of a breakdown. And then the next day she messaged me, you know, I'm really spiraling. So she's using these words. She wasn't saying anxiety, breakdown and spiraling. How much of is it like partly a yes, I want to acknowledge she is having a really hard time. But at the same time, how much is she exacerbating or magnifying the situation by naming and claiming and owning those labels? Yeah, it's an awesome question. I also a big one on words. I wrote a book called Wellness Words, <laughs> and it's all this topic about how you um, have a label or a word or a story, and it kind of begins to own you. And uh, you see this all the time. Someone says, 
I have, because you become identified and it becomes you and you become a prisoner. Mm. So it's really wonderful for so many people when they first say, like, I have anxiety because it's like, oh, they finally accept they've got something they need to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, so many people come to me and they said, I always had something but never really knew what it was. But only recently figured it out. I came across something and realized oh, I have this, I have anxiety. I always say, when you figured it out, did it get worse? I'm like, yes, for some reason. I'm like, yes, because you're focusing on reinforcing it. But if you don't actually get to that first point and acknowledge it, then you actually won't make that change. So it's really important to get to that next step, but it won't take you any further. In fact, it does the opposite because when you get identified with it, then you keep recreating that experience over and over again. And so there's a whole bunch of a, a fad out there almost with adult ADHD. It's huge. Uh, it's becoming more popular. Uh, or the people kind of come across these labels and they give themselves something and then it's very helpful and insightful, but then they're owned by that very mm-hmm. thing. because of, So when someone talks about having a certain language, it does change their state, their experience. So many people, they have this buildup of this energy. And if they were to describe this in this energy as excitement, it's so similar in origin and and, and experience to anxiety. Mm. But the anxiety is all bound in the system. The, the, the excitement is able to be freed. But so many people, because they feel like an inhibited, they can't express their excitement. It just gets jammed in it and it gets confused in the system. And if that way, I just change the language sometimes, their whole life. I've worked with people who've gone from panic attacks a lot because they've always experienced this excitement and it just gets bound. I don't know what to do. And they start freaking out and they start fighting this experience rather than just letting their excitement out because maybe they can't express themselves at work in an excited way because it's not the culture or, you know. Really. So interesting. As you were sitting there talking about the anxiety thing, you know, identi- people identifying as I have anxiety. I was actually thinking, oh, I have enthusiasm. Oh, yes, but then yes. I didn't want to take the piss, like meaning I didn't want to minimize mm. what other people are genuinely struggling with, which is anxiety, whatever, however that presents in their body. But it's like, I do have tons of energy and excitement in my body. I do freely express that verbally. You know, I love to sing as well, but verbally and conversationally, um, and to mostly I'm able to do that. I do get some pushback. Uh, so how does somebody move forward? Right. Because for some people, I guess it does it, it doesn't just present as panic attack. It can present as tummy problems. Mm-hmm. There's so many symptoms. Uh, it can be tummy problems, headaches, eye strain. It can be such random thing, constant worrying. Some people it's not so much physical, it's more mental. You, <laughs> I remember first started working with a lot of people with anxiety and people would tell me their symptoms and I'd have two new clients come right after each other and they described them symptoms such different. Mm-hmm. They both said, I have anxiety and I've had it for so long. And then when they described their symptoms, sometimes it was zero overlap. And I thought that was so fascinating. Uh, so it's this when you, because it's just your whole nervous system being, you know, too much bound stress and tension and going to that fight or flight response. So that could, for some people, just kind of manifest and constantly worried about the future. Uh, for some people, it could just be they're totally fine all of a sudden, a social situation, and then they, they, they blush or, or they kind of start sweating or they start imagining terrible scenarios. And it's fascinating. Some people obviously have the more scary ones, which is kind of panic attack or symptoms where you feel like you're going to die or have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. 
And those people, it's, you know, some of them were people who've gone to the A&E over and over and over again, or gone to the hospital over and over again, like eventually they kind of go, okay, this is just, that's challenging. So how does someone move forward? How do we move forward? The most important thing when people always come in to work with me, I always say, what do you want? Because most people actually can't answer that they can just say i don't want i don't want this and mm. i don't want that and the problem with that is we kind of just mentioned a little bit when you focus on it you bring it about and so you don't want the anxiety you don't want the body reacting responding this way and we have such clarity on that and so well, what do you want to relate uh, not that so one of the first things is start formulating that picture in their mind the possibility of a new consciousness mm-hmm. Because uh, when they say not that, they're still focusing on that. Yeah. 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 Another Einstein quote, can't solve a problem from the same consciousness that created it. It's a great quote. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said it. Yeah. 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 So someone like me, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you to use me as a guinea pig or whatever. And I'm going to come and see you next week. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I don't think I've ever had anxiety. Of course, there's things that I worry about and usually around my children's safety. Mm. You know, I, I've actually did done two weeks of shows on the topic of keeping kids safe. Like it's a big, my kids' uh, friends call me safety net because I'm very into safety. And um, anyway, so I don't normally, I'm not really too too worried about what other people think of me. I'm not really too worried about my own safety. It's more my kids' safety. Hmm. I don't think I've suffered from anxiety. Maybe I have. I don't think so. But for sure, my body has held some angst and, and you know, back pain. Hmm. Um, not even pain, actually, but like sciatica and ruptured herniated discs times three and frozen shoulder in the hmm. last eight months. And so, I mean... Do you think that's related to anxiety or no? Well, no. And even if it was, I don't think it'd be valuable to kind of say that it was Mm. because what happens is when you link things, they start becoming together. So I think the body is amazing at getting us to wake up. Yeah. And we, we have stuff accumulate and then all this tension gets bound in the body and it needs to be freed and sometimes that can come through a trauma uh relationship breakup um someone just kind of just getting really upset with you because they heard something they share they don't like and so they're uh the force can come in many different ways a car crash a trauma and and so many of the things that cause us problems are somehow almost designed to wake us up so someone gets really stressed and they accumulate all this stuff in their life and then it manifests as anxiety. Mm-hmm. Some people it can manifest as depression mm-hmm. or feeling flat. Some people it's just in these body kind of symptoms and challenges. The way that we look at all symptoms is really it's your body's way of saying, stop, wake up, figure out what's going on, do things differently. But we're in this weird kind of ridiculous allopathic health kind of model where the medical profession says, hey, that's bad. Let's get rid of it. The amount of people who don't understand that sadness is okay is sad. Yeah. Someone comes to me, the sad things aren't working. They've been stuck. And I'm like, wonderful. Let's figure it out. Let's work out what's going on. Wake up, make those changes. Your life gets better. And they do. And like unfolds and transform amazing that same person if they were unlucky enough and they went to a gp who's much smarter than me but they go to this wonderful gp and then that gp says well that's not good let's take these antidepressants Mm -hmm. and these poor people just go okay and then they take them and 
I'm not even going to bother talking to you about the side effects and yeah. the problems. Um, it's sad because what happens is the person just accepts, becomes identified, I have mm-hmm. depression, I have a problem, and I need this pill <laughs> to kind of make me feel better. And very rarely does it work. Sometimes it often it flattens your range of emotions. So you don't get the happies, you don't get the lows, but you don't get the happy, you don't get that magic of life. And it's fine if you need it for a short period of time. Hopefully you'll have some tools and resources to come off it, but most people don't. And the sadness was often in there to say, do something mm. different, wake up, not become numb and lose your life, lose a big chunk of it. Had someone recently come talking about how she lost like 10 years of her life because she was on them. She doesn't even really remember it. And I'm like, just when you hear the story, you kind of sometimes just want to cry. It's like, oh my God, you just lost such something mm. so valuable. It's like, wow. Because it, it's almost like it's an opportunity for them to change their trajectory in life or some of their circumstances. Like the universe is going, hello. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're, I, sometimes I use the example, you know, if, um because I do human design and I say, you know, if you're angry, the old me would have been like, oh, I shouldn't be angry. You know, other people have it worse. Things aren't that bad. You know, talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. The new me goes, thank you universe for showing me I'm out of alignment. You yeah. know, where yeah. am I saying yes when I really mean no or or whatever. Um, So I think sadness or anger, it's a great opportunity to look at your life, not just numb, numb it, numb yes. the pain. Yeah, I'll give you an example. I had um, a client, she came to me and she says, I've got really bad anxiety and I've heard you go to Lex and help. Like, okay, cool. Well, you know, like normal questions. She goes, like, when does it come about? How bad is it? Blah, blah, blah. And she says, well, it's really interesting because it only really happens when I'm in these relationships. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> and she says, well, at first I'm in this relationship and it's fine. Their anxiety starts getting worse and worse and worse until it gets so bad that I have to get out of the relationship. What's happening in the relationship? Oh, they're always abusive. And I'm like, what? And she said, I'm just really bad at finding someone. I just always choose men who seem to be really kind of a bit violent and she started telling me about some of the stuff she'd gone through it's really a lot of trauma mm. she was really bad at picking and um it's really sad and i'm like wait a minute so you're in this bad situation you're staying in it the anxiety comes it gets worse so bad that eventually you'd make a decision to get out of it and you want me to take that away from you I said, hell no. I said, I would rather it get worse, but almost like instantly bad. So you're meeting someone on that first date. I would like it to, you know, be sharp right then. So you say, I'm not going near that person. <laughs> it's because her, what I was joking about, but being truthful, it's an indicator. Mm. She was unable to get herself out of a bad situation. And the anxiety served for her mm. as a very important kind of like nudge, do something, as we say, wake up, do yeah. something different in life. Most people don't want that wake-up call. It's forced upon them. Um, And so people have to kind of wake up through some crap that happens in their life. Because I guess she would have thought, oh, I make bad choices with men and I have anxiety. And I have anxiety. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. For me, but it's like, no, the anxiety is telling you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a litmus test. Oh, my goodness. You got it. And and it's not like that for everyone. I'd say for a lot of people, it's just accumulation of too much stress. Uh, just bound in the system and they're doing the best they can to keep going on and it's almost like the anxiety is a nuisance getting in the way of life but i'm going to keep pushing through and ignoring it <laughs> doesn't work trying to avoid it doesn't work trying to manage it doesn't work and eventually you kind of go whoa i'm ready to pay attention 
And then if you're lucky, you pay attention and you do something like what we do and you make a change. If you're unlucky, you go to a doctor, they put you on a drug to kind of suppress it. And you think you've dealt with it, but you haven't. And then you just accepted it. So even the, the idea of taking a pill every day, you're re-identifying that you have the problem. Yeah. Fascinating. And not it's it's and it's not resolving the anxiety, which is circling back to our actual topic. Mm. So one of the things I want to ask you, um, so to overcome anxiety. So for our listeners that are listening, I'm sure everybody possibly knows someone who has suffered from quote unquote anxiety. Um, so this might be helpful. So to overcome anxiety. Um, your stance is that you need both the personal transformation mm -hmm. as well as addressing the nervous system. So tell me yeah. about that. Why personal transformation? Because a lot of people just think they have this annoying thing. They want this thing gone. But I just want to get to their life, how it was before this came about. Well, the problem if you do that is if you go back to where you were, where you were was on a certain trajectory and it was getting into that bad place anyway. So you, <laughs> it's almost like they think life was good apart from that thing. But the thing, the anxiety, has appeared showing up because of all these other unaddressed factors or whatever. And so un unaware of what's going on in your mind, how you're obsessing about things or kind of like going over and over what could have happened or what did happen or worrying or there's so many different things in people's mind. And so you can't just not have the anxiety. But what what the, so the transformation is really about showing up in the world differently, being then it's different for different people. Like some people really have to step up a lot and really like, as you say, up your brave massively, right? Just really like show up on a whole new level. And other people, it's just going to make a little change. Or, but then you need to be different. And that's the personal transformation. You just be in a new space. New space. I would say to overcome anxiety, to resolve it, you need to deal with the mindset. And you need to deal with the body, the nervous system. And if you don't address the nervous yeah. system, you're wasting your time. So many people mm -hmm. can go to like a psychologist or do talk therapy, talk with therapists, and, and they've done it. They've figured out all the mindset stuff, but they feel body still trapped in what we call a defensive physiology. And the easiest way for the listeners, how do you guys, to understand defensive physiology. If you've ever seen a dog that's been like badly treated, they cower away. Mm. If you've seen someone who's had a lot of stress and trauma, they hold themselves different. Now, their bad posture, the shoulders are forward, you're hunched down. You see someone like that, you know they're not in a good space. And someone as their, their body opens up, that's what we call the growth physiology. And as, as you open up, your whole nervous system functions differently the, the the prefrontal cortex starts firing rather than that reactive midbrain kind of which is reptilian which is survival so when i'm kind of stuck in what we call the defensive physiology the future is what could go wrong a person a stranger is like what do you want from me when i'm in growth physiology that prefrontal cortex is, uh, the future is like this is exciting and the person you're not met is, a potential new friend it's like there's there's a, there's a magic a connection it's easy to be like heart-centered and yeah so you need to work with the nervous system and if you just do talk that's nice but often you just keep re-identifying with a problem and 
And then you get to that point where like that lady that came to you and said, and I, you've heard it a thousand times, I've tried everything. Yeah. It's like, well, because maybe they only did the talking or maybe they only did the body stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very, I'm very much an advocate for Cairo. Like when my daughter mm-hmm. crashes on her bike, I'm like, okay, let's get you checked to make sure that your body's in alignment mm-hmm. and that you're, as my friend Sherry says, she's a Cairo firing on all cylinders, right? That every, but I think you also want to address the emotional side of things. So I love that you're, I love that whole body approach. So into it. Um, I would love to, I would also love to know, you know, what else are you seeing? So other than anxiety, Mm. what else are you seeing out in the big wide world that people are struggling with, you know, injuries, ailments, emotions, what is coming up a lot? Well, I think my favorite thing that I like seeing quite a bit is just people a bit stuck, lost direction, don't really know how to show up and be themselves. The hooked in past resentment, anger, frustration, life's not really working and life's speeding up at the moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have a lot of stuff coming up, but don't really know how to deal with it. And so everyone's just trying to carry on the same way, but you need new ways of showing up. That's the problem. And so for some people, it's just feeling a bit flat or loss of direction or demotivated. I had someone on the phone just inquiring about coming in just before, just coming here. And um, she's lost all sense of purpose. Mm. So she just doesn't know where to go. And I have another client today and pattern is almost angry with people, just upset with people because how the world is and what's happening. And there's just so much anger and frustration. It's just accumulating, becoming toxic in his, in his body. He's becoming so self-absorbed in his own problem. He's becoming disconnected from his heart, from who he is and, or adding value and shining. Mm. And there's this, I love this quote is like i for illness we for wellness and the idea when you have get absorbed in your own problems and you become more about yourself quality of life goes down Mm -hmm. and the happiest people i've always had as clients are the ways ones about other people who add value to other people's lives Mm -hmm. and the ones who are always in the most pain are always absorbed in their own problems and anxiety it just uh, somehow it, you get trapped into your own experience and you fight it and it forces you often to be, get more and more absorbed into your problem, which causes more of a problem. More <clears throat> more eye for insular, exactly. And then yeah. it just kind of self-perpetuates from there. Yeah. Totally. Did you guys hear what Dove just said about, you know, time is speeding up. I found the same thing. Mm. And a lot, as a result, a lot of things are coming up for people, like meaning things that they haven't dealt with before, meaning maybe they push them under the carpet, or maybe they've been able to just let the depression or the anger, you know, bubble away. Um, But similarly, as well as those extreme emotions, kind of the super neutral, like as some of the kids would say, meh, you know, some people are just feeling a bit meh at the moment. And it's like lossing, loss of direction and clarity. So, hey, if you resonate with that or anything you've heard today, we're very keen to hear your views. You can send a text to 057, or if you're more of an email person, you can email us inbox at realitycheck.radio. I'd love to know if you do have a message, you know, for New Zealand, what do you wish Kiwis, you know, and our wider audience What do you wish they would either think about or something you wish they'd know that would help them to be more empowered? Yeah, well, I'm going to focus this on anxiety. And a lot of people think anxiety is a mental health problem, and it's not. Um, It's a nervous system challenge. And so we need to, excuse me, we need to focus on what it is, which is the nervous system, too much stress, and give people tools and strategies. 
New Zealand talks so much about mental illness and we need to shift our focus to mental wellness, mm. mental well-being. We need to change this conversation to what can I do to be more happy, to be more passionate, to add value to other people's lives. And it's such an amazing place with so much potential and people are becoming uh, more self-reactive uh, and a little bit disconnected. And you see it a lot. People used to smile more, talk on the streets a bit more friendlier. Mm. And now everyone's a bit more rushy and a bit more disconnected. And as you walk through the city, I practice in the city, it's interesting to see how it's changed. And there's a lot of people hurting because of obviously the one problem after another problem. And, and everyone's kind of in this reactive way of being. But that has the potential to create more community and more connection and more caring, which is wonderful how that you show, you know, that shows up for you. Like how do you show up for the world? And a lot of people want the world to give them things. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Rather than what does the world want from you? Uh, and when you start asking the question, what does the world want from me? How do I show up for the world, for other people? you start connecting to yourself and your different vibration, your heart or soul kind of lights up, so to speak. And then you have more well-being because if it's just for you, the amount of energy that you have is not very much energy. So when people always wish I win lotto, what would you do? They often describe very selfish reality that they create. I mean, you say, if you won what lotto, what would you do? I'd quit my job or I'd go travel, I'd buy a car, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. It's nice. It's all for you. How many times have you heard someone say, I won lotto, I'd start this charity and help like kids who have this lacking these, you know, opportunities and help find a way of helping blah, 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 and like light someone up in that way. And so I think sometimes the struggles help us to wake up to realize we are part of something bigger. And the symptoms and challenges are often a way of realizing we're not individuals, but part of a collective so I would love <laughs> Kiwis to realize that we are a very special nation and to care about other people more, to show that and to change that conversation. We for wellness. Yeah. I love that. We for wellness. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Bit cheesy, but very cool. <laughs> yeah, and we Kiwis do, you know, we're very good at focusing on the mental illness and normalizing that you such to the extent it's almost gone to the extreme. So many people, I think often saying, oh, you know, I'm just struggling with my mental health at the, my mental, you know, but mental wellness. I love it rather than mental illness. And can I add something? Yeah. yeah. We're also challenges. We struggle to talk about how great we are because the tall poppy syndrome. Mm -hmm. So one, we're quite comfortable talking about how things are meh yeah. and what's not good and, oh, I'm in this big problem, this big drama, whatever, and we're able to kind of live and connect to others like that. But we struggle to kind of share your dream or your successes in the business world and most of the people I interact with, you know, it's often you'll start a meeting or people will say, hey, let's share your wins, you know, nice. or comment below, share your wins. And I think that type of culture, it would be great if that could, you know, permeate throughout other, you know, hey, let's share your wins. It's not ego. It's no. not braggy. Yeah. It's like when you hear someone else doing well, you think, oh, I wonder what's possible for me. Or that's, I, I'm so excited for them. And if you don't feel excited, if you feel less than or jealous, it's like, this is an opportunity to be inspired yeah. by someone else's win because for sure they've had hard times too, but like try to be inspired and let their positivity support you through possibly a hard time. 100%. Or 
address what your shadow is why you're unhappy for someone else because yeah. that's something within yourself that you've not addressed yeah and it's going to keep showing up <laughs> until you do address it and then it will address it will come up through yeah frustration yeah rubbish in your mind or symptoms in your body yeah so it, i agree it's such an invitation like well, celebrate other people yeah definitely and if you're triggered it's like lean into that Ooh, what's that about yes yeah curious i'm curious why that bothers me so much you know that she just got three new clients why am i so bothered oh that's why <laughs> To have three nuclei, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'm going to go to the four questions now. Um, so, Dove, what is one thing that you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? I would say the most challenging thing that I went through was just over a year ago. Was that fine? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just over a year. That's just, fine. Just, 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 just squeak yeah. it on in. Um, I separated from my wife. Um, we've been together for many years, about 14 years. And I still love her. She's an amazing person. And but how we were together, I was unable to be me the way that I wanted to be able to be me. I was unable to parent the way that I wanted to parent. And I just wasn't able to direct the life or show up the way that I wanted to. And it's just almost like sometimes when two people come together, even if they're amazing and, and we're perfect for a period of time, for whatever reason, we've gone I've grown I've shifted my trajectory mm. and wanted life to show up differently and so just had to make that really hard decision which is heartbreaking and hard thank you for sharing that with us mm. and you know it's it is tough for people or for anyone when you can't be who you are mm. when you can't like sh you know shine bright or express yourself or you feel like you have to water yourself down and I'm sure most people can relate to that at some point in their life mm. um they don't want to rock the boat or they don't want to stand out but um yeah so do you feel like you're being yourself now more than before yes it's a, it's a progress because the work that I do is all about being yourself mm -hmm. NSA is so powerful about helping someone strip out the bullshit cultural crap and you, sorry about language. <laughs> and then you show up, you show up as you are, you show up more authentic because you have to, because if you're not authentic, you will hurt on some level. That's what a lot of tension is, mm -hmm. you're not being authentic. Mm -hmm. And so you have to shine. And so when it's about a situation like the family, it's harder because it's like, this is not about my happiness. I've got a, it's about my partner's happiness and my kids' happiness. Sometimes you put others first. Mm. And so I really tried for a period of time to make their happiness more important because it is important. And it was only when I realized I wasn't able to kind of feel that mm. but because of my energy dropped. I wasn't even able to kind of really support them the way I wanted. So they weren't really getting to see me. And so since then, there's been more energy and I've showed up more done things that I haven't done in a long time, like waking up, seeing, going to more hikes, bushwalks, sunrises. Life's got more magical. I'm showing up in a different way. Mm. Yeah. So awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, the next one is the bucket list. So what is one thing on your bucket list, something you want to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that possibly the Up Your Brave Reality Check Radio community can help you with? Mm. My, my bucket list is interesting. A few years ago, I wrote down a big bucket list and I made sure I had a hundred things on the list and there were all sorts of things that I wanted to do. Um, big things, small things, uh, do a certain perform a certain type of show, kind of learn certain skills. One was having a bagel in New York. That was it. <laughs> and seeing, Not the New York marathon, uh, just a bagel. No, just a bagel. <laughs> Hopefully when the marathon's happening, so I can watch the <laughs> support from afar. Um, and since COVID, 
and everything and seeing how the world changed and everything, my life became, rather than having plans and things, it became more focused on just exploring life without being so uh, attached to plans and living life more moment to moment and being freer. That's been wonderful and freeing, but I've let go unconsciously of the bucket list for most things. The thing that's, I would say, still on there is travel. Um, and so I, at, at the moment that, you know, that travel bugs reappeared again and I'm like, okay, time to travel. Where are you going? Yeah. I, I want to go to the end of the year to Thailand, nice. uh, maybe Vietnam and Laos. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Thailand, I think it was 2002. Matt and I were both working at Outward Bound and we took a holiday with some friends to go rock climbing. It was so fun. Oh, amazing. Very mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> um, what is coming up for you? Obviously the travel. Mm. In, the, in the next six months though, and how can people can connect with you online? Yeah, well, in our practice, we're going to start reopening. Um, I used to do this... Uh, there's a few different techniques that I do in my clinic. They're all bound together. Mindset techniques and there's body techniques and there's the NSA, which is the main part of it. But there's also these uh, techniques, which often people will describe as breath work because it uses breath, but it's not. It's a mapping up 12 stages of healing consciousness. My mentor, Donnie Epstein, who created Network Spinal, created a whole bunch of other things. He taught um, a, ho- a whole bunch of different things. And one of these things is called the 12 stages of healing, go through these different stages of healing consciousness. And we're going to start introducing these workshops again and other workshops and for our practice members, for our clients. Uh, so that's what's coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, apart from that. So people coming in in person to do this? Yes, yeah, it's always in-person yeah. sessions. Okay. Um, we have done online stuff, but that's not currently happening. There's yeah. an online course people can access if they're from a web to do with mindset, but mm-hmm. this is more live, hands-on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm currently mentoring a few people, teaching a few people how to do this work a little bit. Obviously not teaching Donnie's work because that's his work to teach, but the way that I've adapted the work to my clinic and incorporating mindsets, focusing around helping people with mental well-being. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Not illness, mental well-being. Yeah. 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 Transforming your life and feeling amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And because people really are moving more into that holistic approach and sometimes they need to upskill in some areas. So that's amazing. Mm. Well, how can they connect with you? Give us some websites, some Instagrams. Yeah, cool. So inspiringwellness.co.nz or info at inspiringwellness.co.nz. And then if you want Facebook, we've got a Facebook page. And I think I've just looked up Inspiring Wellness. You'll probably see a picture of me or my logo. And um, the Instagram handle is Inspiring Wellness Now. Mm, we yeah. have inspired some wellness now. Today, Yay. Which is awesome. Hey, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to share with our audience? Sit up straight, smile, love your life. Uh, we're blessed. We live in an amazing country. There's cool people. You're listening to cool content from an amazing person whose heart is to share this stuff with you. Um, keep tuning in. Yeah, keep yeah. tuning into the radio and keep tuning into themselves. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and give to others. Yeah. You'll be happier. Nice. What a great note to end on. Thank you so much. That was Dove Phillips from Inspiring Wellness. And we talked today about all sorts of things, including resolving anxiety. Thanks, Dove. Thank you. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.